Welcome everyone. I'm Sue Barber, author, former IT director for a Fortune 500 company, turn executive coach, and this is the Visibility Factor podcast, where we explore how to raise your visibility and play bigger at work and in life. We'll explore key topics and welcome guests that help you shift your thinking about yourself so you can see new possibilities for your leadership. I'm on a mission to create a visibility movement for leaders to show their value and be seen for their true talent. Are you ready to take the next step towards a higher level of visibility for yourself? Let's go. The Visibility Factor podcast is brought to you in part by the 90-Day Visibility Breakthrough Accelerator Program. Do you believe deep down inside that you can have a bigger career, but you don't know how to get there? You can keep doing what you're doing, but what if there is a better way that could accelerate your progress? This 90-day program is a powerful experience that is unique to you and provides dedicated time to focus on your specific challenge. It gives you the time to develop big ideas and plans to execute them, including the tools, resources, and motivation needed for success. Hundreds of clients have used this same program to take them to the next level in their career and to create a better life. Join me in a 90-day experience that focuses on challenges like creating a strategic plan, how to lead an organizational change, or prepare for a career transition. This dedicated time will help you see new possibilities, recognize your strengths, and take away key insights that can be leveraged immediately. Are you ready to create a breakthrough for yourself? If you're interested in learning more, visit susanmbarber.com forward slash visibility breakthrough accelerator for more information and to sign up for the program. I look forward to seeing you there. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Visibility Factor podcast. This is Sue Barber, your host. Today's episode is going to talk about the power of words. I thought about this with many clients as I've worked with them along the way, and a lot of people don't pay attention to the words that they use. And so I thought it might be a good conversation for us to have today and really think about the words that you're using and how you may be perceived because of them. So this all started for me back a few years ago when I read an article by Scott Mabry called Words You Leave Behind. I'll share the article with you in the show notes so you can take a look at it yourself. But the first quote I saw when I read that article was, your words are a self-portrait. Now just think about that for a second. Your words are a self-portrait. What are the words that you use to describe yourself? Are they painting the portrait of what you want? I thought that was a great way to think about the words you use when you're talking to other people. The words that you use have such an impact on other people, and you might want to think about them before you're speaking. Now, many of the things in this article made me think about the importance of words during conversations. What type of impression do you want to leave on other people? Are the words that you're using influential, intentional, inspiring? Are they uniting or dividing people? Words can give energy to others or they can take it away. I pulled out a few focus areas that Scott mentions, and then I wanted to share my own perspective based on what he talked about. So there's a few of those that I'll go through here for you and talk about them in a little bit more depth. The first one is organizations that align words and actions build trust and courage. Now, when I first read that, the first thing I thought of was values. I think about the values that an organization has to help unite people together and work towards a common purpose. Values are what the organization is striving for and how everyone comes together and succeeds. How decisions are made about their people and the work that is being done. It gives people a path to follow in how they show up every day and work together. It's also used a lot of times in branding, mission and vision statements, because it helps the customers let them know what that company stands for and what's important to them. The second one he mentioned is words are the oxygen of an organization. Now this one to me is about the culture that an organization has created. The words that you hear as you're working in an organization embody that culture. 
Those words tell the story about how people feel when they're working there, how they feel about their customers, the goals that they have that they're trying to achieve. Although not every day is the same, would you say that your organization is high energy or low energy? Are people motivated and excited or is morale low and people are frustrated and stressed out? You can tell all that by the words that they use. Have you ever worked in an organization where people worked really hard, got their work done, but it was so filled with positivity, creativity, and possibilities that it didn't even feel like you were working? I have definitely felt that in multiple functions within craft at at different locations that I worked at. And what I recognized is that it all starts with leadership. What did they want to create? How did they want to have an engaged workforce and what were they going to do to make that happen? Now, you may have been in an organization that's the complete opposite of that. Unfortunately, it happens when you have leaders who may be insecure, not strong enough, or toxic. In that situation, you probably feel disengaged. It's difficult to get your work done. No one seems happy. Everyone's complaining all the time. Getting up and going to work is a chore. So if you're a leader in that kind of environment, you know that isn't great for you either. How can you make it better? If you don't know how, seek out people on your team to help you. You could be the leader that transforms that organization and moves it to a place where others are excited to be there. Organizations that teach and encourage the wise use of words have an advantage over those who do not. Now, for me, this one again goes back to values. For example, we had a value at Craft called Act Like an Owner. And it meant that you were empowered to make decisions. And when you make those decisions, think about them as if you are the owner of this company. It puts you in a position to think differently about how you would make that decision if you were spending your own money versus spending someone else's. Now, we heard this phrase throughout the organization. No matter what part of the organization you worked with, you heard it. And it made a difference. We felt empowered, accountable. It shifted how we thought about key business decisions and how we got results. The next one is leaders set the bar for communication through the values they transmit in every email, every meeting, every discussion. Are you showing up in a positive way or are you being skeptical and negative? Do you come with a collaborative mindset to a meeting or feel that you are the only one who has all the right answers and wants to share that with everyone? I have a quote here that I wanted to share with you from Rachel Wilchin. It says, be mindful when it comes to your words. A string of some that don't mean much to you may stick with someone else for a lifetime. So imagine that you were in a meeting there where you felt like you had all the right answers and you shut someone down. That person may live with that for the rest of their life, thinking that they're not good enough, that they don't know enough, simply by something that you said. So that's where the power of words comes into play for people. Now, I want to spend a little more time on this specific one because I think there's various reasons why some of this happens and causes these reactions for leaders in different meetings and different conversations. So the people who are showing up negatively might be doing that because they're frustrated or upset about situations that are happening and because they don't know how to deal with it in the best way. The words they use may come out in a negative way due to frustration. So instead of having that happen, recognize that that may be happening for you or for someone that you work with and try to understand where it's coming from. Most of the time, it's for a situation that may not be true, maybe an assumption, maybe something that they don't understand, and maybe having a conversation could make it better. Imagine for a second if you're a leader who is strong, confident, experienced, and wants to develop your people. You'll show up as supportive and give them the floor to have an opportunity for exposure and visibility. Well, an insecure leader will never let them talk. We'll talk over them and we'll be the only one to make decisions instead of collaborating. 
These two types of leaders are operating from very different mindsets, and those thoughts that they're carrying around with them translate into the words that they use and the actions that they take. So if someone ever gives you feedback, like you're being negative, it seems like you're struggling with these things, be open and at least have the the conversation with them about why that might be happening for you. It's not going to go well for you or for anyone you're working with to, to carry around that negative energy, and it's definitely not going to be great for your perception. Now, I want you to think about your own values for a second. Are you showing up with those values in mind when you talk with other people? Are you living up to them, or are you showing up in a way that you think others want you to be? It is very common to tell yourself a story and become a person that you think others want you to be instead of being your authentic self. It takes so much energy to do that, and in the end, it may not make a difference to the opportunities that you get or not. Reflect on that for yourself and explore what may be true for you. Ask others for feedback so you know how you're truly showing up. And are you living the values that you want and telling the story that you want people to talk about for you? It's also important to make sure that you're not using language that's demeaning or devaluing yourself or your work. Now, I was doing this all the time and I absolutely had no idea. I would minimize things that I said in meetings, which translated a message subconsciously to others that I wasn't confident and that I wasn't sure about what I was sharing with them. So here's a couple different examples to show you the difference. So the first one is one where I'm not confident. I might've said in a meeting, we've looked at a few options and I think this really might be the way to go, but I'm not sure. And I'd love to hear all of your opinions too, because maybe you know more than I do. Now imagine if you're in the room listening to me say that. (laughs) It's definitely not instilling any confidence in what I just said and what I'm trying to get you to make a decision on, is it? No. So people who do this may be trying to please other people by not being too contradictory or too difficult, but it also sends a message that they don't value their worth, that they don't value what they know, and they're unable to articulate that in a way that is strong enough for others to see it. So pay attention to the words that you're using and see if that's happening for you. Sometimes I'll ask people to just record themselves in meetings so that they can hear the words that they're using because they probably don't see it. It's a blind spot for them. Now, a better way to have said this would be, I'm here today to share the options that we have for this new software program we've been researching. We looked at the three most viable options along with cost and that offered the features that we needed. My team and I have documented the research and results for your review. Our recommendation is number two for the following reasons. It checks off all the things that we wanted, it's in line with the pricing that we needed, and it meets our timeline for implementation. I've also verified that it's being used successfully by many companies in our industry. Now, can you hear the difference in the language? Much more direct in the second one, much more confident that I've done all the work and I'm just showing it to you, and here's my recommendation. I think a lot of people are hesitant to make recommendations. I would advocate for you to try doing more of them. People want to know what you think. Don't be afraid to share that. Using this type of language helps you show a different level of confidence behind your words. And that's important for your perception. Now, it's important not to only pay attention to your language when you're in a meeting, but you may also be in a hallway conversation, a one-on-one, or on Zoom with someone. And this is especially important when you're talking with someone who has influence over your career. So how do you paint the portrait of you and portray the message that you want them to know about you. That comes through the language that you use every single day. If you are using words such as, I think, just, maybe, 
I'm not sure. I hope, if it's okay, then please find new words to use instead. Find words that are stronger and demonstrate the confidence that you do know the answers and you do know the information. There is no need to hide behind minimizing language because of how you feel others might perceive the things that you're saying. Own your opinions and be a thought leader. Say what you need to say in a stronger way. You will be rewarded so much more and people's perception of you will grow because of it. The last one he mentions in the article is relationships are built on words and confirmed through actions. So my perception on this one is when you work with someone, you are talking to them all the time. Do you do what you say you're going to do? Can they rely on you? It is very important that they can build trust in you and the actions that you say you're going to do so that you deliver what you say. Have you worked with someone before who said that they would do something and then they don't do it? It's pretty frustrating, right? Even in high school, this happens when you do a group project of some sort. You always have someone who doesn't pull their weight as part of the group, and then someone else has to pick up the slack, which ultimately makes people resent that person and causes a lot of stress on the group. So that happened in high school. It carries on into the workplace as well. Those types of things still happen when you're on teams and doing things together. When you become a leader, you will feel exactly the same way as you did before, but those around you will begin to see you differently. One of the things that you need to know is that your words and actions have more power than you realize. People will watch you and take their cues from you simply because you are in a leadership role. They will believe that you have more information about what is going on in the organization. Now, this may be true in some cases, but in reality, you may not have as much information as everyone thinks. Remember that perception becomes reality for those who don't know any different. You can raise people up with your language or bring them down without meaning to. Your words are incredibly powerful, so make sure you pay attention before just saying things without thinking. Now, I wanted to share one quick story about this. Uh, when we were going through some major organizational changes as a company, people would actually watch our CEO walking down the hall and you know, if she had a happy face on, things were good. If she had a sad face or, you know, maybe she was very intent, uh, they might question her and wonder if something was happening. So even nonverbal language, <laughs> even nonverbal words that you're saying can have an impact on an organization and what they think is going on. So you have to pay attention to what you say and sometimes what you don't say as well. Another quote by an unknown author, be careful with your words. Once they are said, they can be only forgiven, not forgotten. This is so true. So be really mindful of what you're talking about. If you want strong relationships with people that you work with, your words and actions have to match. Working for someone who constantly changes their mind and makes decisions that are all over the place, it's really hard to work for them. It's hard to know what your priorities are and how to effectively get things done when everything is constantly changing. Now, I wanted to talk a little bit about a book that I recommend to a lot of new leaders about uh, trying to help them understand the power of the agreements that they're making or not making and the power of their word. So the book is called The Four Agreements, A Practical Guide to Freedom by Don Miguel Ruiz and Peter Coyote. And I share this with people. It's The book was originally not written for, from a business sense, but it applies a lot to leadership. And I think it's very simple for people to follow. So I use it when I'm teaching new leader classes or when I'm coaching with someone who's you know taking over a team for the first time. So the agreements are to be impeccable with your word, 
Speak with integrity and use words that really say what you mean. You are judged by the words that you use, so ensure that they are the right ones. Don't take anything personally. There is nothing that others do that is because of you. When people say things that are critical, it may just be their own fear that they are projecting onto you. Don't make assumptions. Communicate clearly and ask clarifying questions to avoid misunderstandings. Always do your best. Whatever you are doing, just make sure that you are always doing your best every day. You will never have to question what could have been different or have any regrets. So these are agreements that you have with yourself and how you want to show up as a leader. Think about these four different agreements and which one do you think you need to focus on the most? Now, I wanted to share a few tips with you to think about the words that you use as you go through your everyday work. Find ways to compliment people and talk about their strengths. Be positive and highlight the things that they are doing well. Demonstrate consistency between your words and your actions. People will see through you if you don't and lose trust in you. Have an opinion. Be a thought leader and share your ideas with others. People will look to you for direction. Share stories that highlight your strengths and accomplishments in a conversational manner. Be positive, enthusiastic, and find ways to make a connection with people where you can add value through what you say and do. I hope this gives you some ideas of some things that you can do and be mindful of when it comes to your words that you use every single day. Now we'll move into today's visibility action plan. So I will share the link to Scott's article in the show notes, but for now, I want you to think about your own use of words. Do you need to make changes to build stronger relationships? What is the message that you want to send to people? Remember, in every interaction that you have, you are creating your own self-portrait. What does that look like? A brilliant leader once said to me, tell people the story that you want them to tell to other people about you. Plant the seeds, provide the opportunity for you to create the narrative that you want others to have about you, and take a look at yourself and decide if you have the right self-portrait for who you want to be. Thanks so much for joining today on the Visibility Factor Podcast, and we'll catch you on the next one. Thanks so much for listening to the Visibility Factor Podcast. Remember that visibility starts with small steps that are intentional and consistent each day. Be bold, be visible, be the leader you were meant to be. Find us and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. Follow us on all of our social media platforms, which are highlighted in the show notes. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time on the Visibility Factor Podcast.